What Up World. Surpassed first point guard and Trail Blazers reporter Mike Richmond. You're listening to another episode of Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, available wherever you get podcasts. And also now on YouTube, we are making our final push. Trying to get to 1,000 subscribers on YouTube by Halloween. We are over 900. We are probably over 950 by the time you listen to this. Help me get there. Be one of the last 50 people that helps us get across the finish line. Go to YouTube right now. Subscribe on YouTube. If you're watching on YouTube, hi, and smash that subscribe button. It's right down there. Uh, we can do it. We're, we're four days away. And if you if you are listening and haven't subscribed, you can be the one who helps. So go subscribe to the show on YouTube. In today's show, we're going to talk about the Blazers' big bounce-back win after an absolute dud Monday night against the LA Clippers where, where no one played well and they got drubbed, lost by 30. The Blazers bounced back in a big way in a game that they needed and beat a good Grizzlies team 116-96. I want to talk about, a lot, there's a lot to unpack. There's a lot of stuff to discuss in this one. Uh, and we're going to do that. But first, like we do at this time, the fastest recap in the West. Look, it was a slog early. The first half was ugly. Uh, Damon CJ were off. They couldn't get going. And the Blazers, frankly, would not have been in the game early without Amberty Simons, who had 14 points in the first half on five of, se- five of seven shooting, including four of five from three. He kept him in the game. Dame was two of 11. CJ was four of 12. Their, their big guns were not shooting well yet again. And Ant propped him up, and the Blazers stayed in the game, in part because the Grizzlies didn't really get going on offense either. Both teams shot 40% in the first half. The Grizzlies' leading score in the first half was Desmond Bain. That's right. In a game featuring John Morant, Damian Lord, and CJ McCollum, the two best guards in the first half were Desmond Bain and Anthony Simons. Bain had 15 in the first half. Um... And the Grizzlies led by six, 57-51 at halftime. Uh, the Blazers were lucky to be that cl- close, probably. Uh, but instead of, like, on Monday night's game where they were lucky to be within 14 and then got totally dragged in the third quarter, the Blazers blew this game open in the second half. The third quarter, Blazers outscored the Grizzlies 36-20. Dame hit three threes, finished with 11 points. Nurk got going in that third quarter. He was um, he had struggled a little bit early with his decision-making. He was he was much, much better in the third quarter. Blazers got a big boost from the bench, including Larry, Larry Nance Jr who played well and that, and got some things going in that third quarter and then to open the fourth quarter with CJ McCollum and the and the four man bench lineup on the floor of Anthony Simons, Dennis Smith Jr., Larry Nance Jr. and Cody Zeller the Blazers opened the quarter on a 20 to 4 run, pushed the pushed that lead to 107-81 with 5:21 left in the game. Both teams cleared their benches. White flag was waved in the Grizzlies side and the Blazers win 116-96. That's your fastest recap in the West, admittedly a little slower than normal, but let's let's kind of unpack it. I mean, the big one here is that Damian Lillard made some shots. It doesn't Okay. <laughs> He was 6 of 22. He had 20 points. And it felt like an improvement. He was 6 for 22 through 20 points. CJ led all scores, or led the Blazers with 25. Uh, Anthony Simons had 17. Nurk added 15. Uh, this was, or excuse me, Nurk added 17 as well. And Cody Zeller had 10 off the bench. Uh, this was, but but Dame, 6 of 22. And he had a, he had a, he had his, his maybe his best offensive game of the season, best like scoring game of the season. And it was because of what happened in that third quarter. He was two of 24 from deep uh, coming into this, this game. He had made two three pointers in three games. He had three, three in the third quarter. Uh, 
this was this was crucial. And just that bouncing back, the resilience to bounce back. Uh, Chauncey Billups had talked about how at, at practice, he didn't talk to them much about X's and O's. And it was more about the mindset of resiliency. And then when things go wrong, to, to, to play like winners, not like teams that are going to roll over. Um, you know, down six to the Grizzlies is not exactly like a show of resiliency, but the way they played in the second half was like a, a, a determination, the sort of right, the right level of focus. You know, they held the Grizzlies to uh, to 39 points in the second half and their offense got going. And part of the reason their offense got going is because they changed something up. And I want to talk a little bit about this because I think this is crucial um, and, and it'll be an, an interesting balance, a, a kind of a thing to watch moving forward with this group. So, the Grizzlies were switching everything in the first half. Um, and so they were just kind of handing off ball handlers in between defenders. Just instead of staying with your man, when it, when actions came, you would just switch him. And Dame said that he, he heard them say one through five. They were calling out one through five, which means you're switching everything. One from point guard all the way up to five center. Literally every action you're going to switch. So what he and Chauncey kind of worked out and 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 um, was in, in sort of real time was that instead of running a bunch of off-ball motion stuff for Dame because they're going to switch everything, there's no reason to run him off the ball and instead they can just accept the switch run a pick and roll accept the switch find the matchup you want and go to work that looks a lot like the offense they ran last year um and chauncey billups talked about that as much as that they they tried a bunch you know you run all those most motion sets run all that off ball creative stuff but if the if the defense responds you have to respond too and what they did with was go back to dame's comfort zone which is let him run a bunch of um a bunch of pick and rolls and pick his matchups. This was this was in some ways getting back to the offense that was so potent last year, and then Dame kind of gets going. Another thing they did in the third quarter was Dame usually comes out after about nine minutes or ten minutes. They send a guy to the scores table at after nine minutes and then sub him out the next dead ball, so it's somewhere in that range. Um, instead, he asked Chauncey, let me play the whole third quarter because... Dame wanted to say, like, I, I need to get a rhythm. Like, I'm shooting so terribly. You know, he's he comes in on this 18 for 50 coming in, and then through the first half, he's now he's now 20 for 61 on the season entering the third quarter. Like, bad. Good old-fashioned bad. Um, and so he wanted, when he, you know, sees one go in, he wants to develop a rhythm. And so they developed a rhythm, and they went to this sort of new new old offense, right? They went back to what works. Him and him and CJ took turns. They picked their spots. They picked their matchups and they went to work. They saw the switches they wanted and hunted those switches. This is, you know, it's, you see teams that are movement heavy teams run something like this uh, in the playoffs. And you've seen the Blazers run an offense that looks, it's not exactly akin to this, but something that looks somewhat similar to this in, um, you know, for the last five seasons or, or so, five or six seasons, um, you know, post LaMarcus Aldridge, it's, it's looked like this or it's kind of evolved or devolved depending on your opinion into that right is like um let the two guys your turn my turn hunt hunt your spots i think this is curious one because it got damn going um you know an 11 point quarter where he hit some three pointers is not this like explosion and like you know proof of concept and like oh dame's back he's back um it was more like whew we were going to be worried if he didn't have a like a at least like a promising stretch this was a promising stretch it was 12 12 minutes where he looked good um and not even great but good he, he got up to the good level uh we'll, we'll see if we get up to the great level a little bit uh moving forward games games five through 82 uh so 
I think the interesting thing here is the push and pull between how much Chauncey wants to run his sort of new offense where Dame moves off the ball. I thought they ran a couple beautiful plays in the first half and Dame missed some shots he can make. Um, and, and Dame has admitted that it's been an adjustment. I think one of you asked, uh, one of you, dear listeners, very astutely asked like whether maybe playing in this new system and, and running that stuff was making, was affecting his shot. I said no, because I thought the looks were clean. I thought the looks were clean in the first half too. He kept on missing them. He kept on shooting bricks. And then they went back to what he was comfortable with and he started to make shots. So, you know, maybe there's maybe there's something to that. But I think the really interesting thing to follow from here on out is like kind of that push and pull, right? Is how much do they go back to what worked with with uh, Dame and CJ's prior comfort level and particularly Dame's comfort level. CJ's good at coming off screens and has been really, really good on offense this year and continue to be good tonight. But it's like... How do you balance Dame's comfort level with what he what he wants to do and what he's good at doing and the way he feels best to like go get his offense and what the team and the head the new head coach believes is is maybe a more sustainable smarter way to run an offense. You can do both. You can pick when to do both. But and I think tonight was a perfect example of of finding that balance and a coach willing to change up and willing to say this is going to work better. Let's go this. Like that's that's positive and you want to see that. That's I don't think you could read that any other way than good stuff from Mr. Billups. Um, but like that push and pull between coach and player and all that kind of figuring out uh, what what is when to go when to go with what i think that's that's good that's what it's going to be there is they're, they're going to have to find to strike that balance and it'll be fascinating to see tonight i think they called the the right they kind of called the called the right number at the right time they they kind of struck it um it's just when can you do that and does dame see enough success doing that sort of his more matchup hunting way and then you and then does the offense get ditched a little bit i don't think it's healthy sustainable to completely ditch a ball movement and and damon cj off the ball smart cutting offense but you you need dame to be really good and sometimes you have to play to his strengths so it's it is a it'll be a fascinating push and pull. We got more to talk about from this game, so uh, let's let's keep let's keep the conversation going in the second segment. But first, let me tell you about Postmates. Look, there is a new barbecue place that opened up in Southeast Portland. It's pretty far from my house, but I want it. So you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna get it to show up to my door using Postmates. It's that simple. I can ask someone to bring it to me, and they will. With Postmates, I can get you know, this new barbecue spot I want to try, plus all my other favorite foods from local restaurants in my neighborhood and outside my neighborhood, anywhere in town. I don't have to leave my house. I don't have to get in the car. I don't have to find a parking spot. No hassle. Just pick up my phone and make it happen. Uh, it's it's not all just barbecue, though. Uh, you can order toothpaste and phone chargers on demand, too. That's because places like Walgreens and 7-Eleven and, and CVS, etc. are also on Postmates. Uh, and also, you can track it all on the app so you know when it's going to be delivered. It'll be left right outside your door. It's simple. It's easy. So just download the Postmates app on your mobile device, iOS or Android. Find your favorite foods or that one thing you forgot from the store and get it delivered on demand. And for a limited time, Postmates is giving my listeners a little something. New customers will get 50% off your first order of $50 or more when you use the code LOCKEDONNBA. That's code LOCKEDONNBA to get 50% off your first five orders of $50 or more. That's a max savings of $100 per order. So just download the Postmates app or sign up online. It's super easy. Offer is subject to change. 
and taxes and fees apply. Offer is valid for 30 days after you add the promo code to your account. Today's show is also brought to you by rockauto.com. You could save time and money when you shop with Rock Auto. You don't have to go through the hassle of going to your car dealership or a big chain auto parts store where things are going to cost more money and they might not have what you need in stock. They might not, might not have the part to fit your make and model that you're whipping over there. So instead of whipping over anywhere, just whip over to rockauto.com where they've been helping do-it-yourselfers fix their cars for over 20 years. They... They cut out the middleman, they make it easy, they save you money, and they got everything you need from brake parts to taillights to new carpets, anything you could possibly need for your ride, you will find it on their easy-to-use website. So head on over to rockauto.com, find a solution to all of your auto part needs, and while you're there, make sure you write locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box. That way, they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. All right, let's keep it rolling. We talked the Dame in the big third quarter sort of offensive adjustment. To me, this was this was the sort of chess match moment. But the Blazers won this game in the fourth quarter with their bench. They won this game with their energy. And um, they won this game with their defense. So... Let's let's start with the defense, and then we'll kind of unpack the energy and the juice and 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 um, and and all that. I'm not going to talk about CJ McCollum today, but I want to mention him one more time. Like we're not going to go deep on CJ, but I want to mention him one more time before we get into it. He's just been solid as hell. 25 points tonight. Didn't get going, but then helped the Blazers close the door. Um, I don't want CJ CJ's steadying presence to be lost in this discussion. Like like he's just been good and dependable and reliable and exactly what you would want from. From, um, from you know, from the second guy, he's been he's been he's been ideal for being a sidekick, and especially on on so far this season when uh, Damian Lord hasn't got it going, just to be able to say, okay, I'm not worried, you know, uh, C- like you're gonna get CJ and you got to count on it from there, really valuable. So shouts to to Christian James McCollum who made an who made a bucket through contact and then flexed and yelled at the crowd I lift weights uh he was a lot of fun but I thought the defense was um was good in this game not great early on it was not good um in the, in the first quarter uh they got shredded on the offensive glass to give up nine offensive rebounds i thought they were just i thought memphis was just missing shots in the first quarter and um this was going to be a challenging game uh, because the ex- what the Grizzlies do and what John Moran, the Grizzlies' best player, does is exactly the thing that the Blazers have been struggling with. He gets in the paint and then he sprays the ball around and, f- and finds shooters. And I thought early on this looked like a problem. The Grizzlies were just bricking shots and they they turned the ball over a little bit and it was just like, okay, well the Grizzlies are also playing bad and letting the Blazers hang around and that's exactly what happened. The Blazers like slogged through the first half. They were right there and then, you know, third and third in the first half of the fourth quarter, they won the game in those those 18 minutes. Uh John Morant went scoreless th- through the first 18 minutes. He finished with 17, but the Blazers held him scoreless. Um in part because they were very keyed in on stopping him and in part because he just 
um, he wasn't super duper aggressive against a defense that was allowing him to find shooters. His shooters, just other than Desmond Bain, weren't delivering. My man, Dan Anthony Melton, had a, a bad shooting night, and and they just they he, they didn't get a lot of balance anywhere else on the roster. Um, but uh, you know, the Grizzlies are a good team, like for sure. Uh, and Jaron Jackson Jr. had a had a um, continuous kind of stumble out of the gates for the Grizzlies this season. But I I don't think um, the Blazers like locked Ja up in the first. A quarter and a half he just was finding other outlets but they did play much better defense on him in the second half like no doubt about it um you know jaw was averaging over 20 points per game in the paint coming into this uh coming into this game i asked chauncey Billups about it pre-game and he was just like you know he's gonna be a huge challenge for our point of attack defense which is a place that we've struggled um and I thought in the second half, the Blazers, with Damon Lode getting a ton of time guarding Job, a ton of time with that as his primary assignment. I was curious about how, who would guard him, and Dame, um, he didn't spend all of his minutes on him, but a, a bunch of minutes where, where Dame got the primary assignment. They did such a good job of keeping him out of the paint, keeping him just just being smarter on defense, more attentive. Uh, Larry Nance described it as just being more aggressive, as throwing that first punch. And it, one of the big things he was about was was um, extending the Grizzlies' sort of catch area. So if they were trying to catch it at the elbow, push them out to catch it at the three-point line. If they're trying to run a handoff where you get it inside the three-point line downhill, make sure that you get that handoff, you know, a half a step further out. So when you are when you get that momentum going downhill, you're further away from the rim and it's a little bit harder. Um, I thought the Blazers' rotations were fine. They weren't super super sharp but I thought their point of attack defense the sort of number one spot where they had been um where they had had some trouble was um was was a lot a lot better quite frankly a lot a lot better uh they just uh in previous games sort of they got caught in rotations because they couldn't stop the ball and the ball gets in the paint and then you uh, you know one pass you scramble second pass you scramble and you get caught and the Blazers aren't super sharp at recovering but it's it's that first part just straight line drive past you where it's a problem I thought in the second half where they held the Grizzlies um you know 20 points in the first quarter and what's the fourth quarter you know half of it was the end of the bench but like you know a game-changing third quarter where they outscored him 36 to 20 um it as much as it was Dame shooting and changing the offensive approach to sort of get Dame going and just like let him finally find his rhythm, it was the defensive intensity. Um, the Grizzlies uh, turned the ball over a lot with some stupid passes, but also the the Blazers forced some of those stupid passes by being more aggressive on defense. This was not a masterpiece. I do not mean to paint it like that. Um, but as bad as they were against the Clippers, it was nice to see them be dialed into the game plan of what they wanted to do with jaw they were going under picks so instead of um you know showing really high they were still walling him off but the guard was dipping under and kind of um you know not daring him to shoot but saying you're not uh, going you're not steph curry we're not worried about your pull-up jump shooting we got to keep you out of the lane they were they were dialed in game plan stuff there was a there was a moment actually in the third quarter where they set a double high screen and they, they kind of just tried to hand it off um and and they ended up getting jaw you know got around uh, the defenders, handed off by, what I mean by handed off was just like switch it, basically switch. There's like three defenders involved in the action because there's two screens and they tried to just like switch it down the line. Ja ended up getting into the paint and they drew a foul. Someone else drew a foul and Roy Rogers hopped up off the bench and yelled at Robert Covington to come over. They had a conversation and they didn't switch. They ran that same action two two plays later and they didn't switch it. They fought through. And it's like, that's, that's the type of sort of game plan stuff you want to see from this team. Um, their still ceiling is kind of just being like an above average defensive team. This is not going to be an elite defensive group, but this was a promising defensive effort. This was this was better. 
I, 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 this was better and you wanted to see better. For me, the biggest thing was a bounce back from a bad game and, and then a bad first half. And then it's like, oh, okay. Um, it ain't all perfect. This isn't fixed. This isn't, you know, this is not, this is not perfectly cleaned up and it's all, you know, all rosy again, but this was, you know, playing a good team back in your house after getting embarrassed on Monday nights and the Blazers were, you know, resilient enough to hang in and smart enough on defense to take away what that team wanted to do. And that's, that's good news. I I mean, it's not, um, you know, no parade, but, uh, but, you know, golf clap it. So we'll give him a little golf clap. Uh, let's come back in the, in the, to close the show in the third segment, talk a little about Larry Nance. This was first impactful game and, and the whole bench played well at the close or the start of the fourth quarter and, and ended the game. And I want to talk a little about the first sort of like good Larry Nance moments we've seen and a little pregame exchange I had with Chauncey Billups that maybe, uh, was, was foreshadowing to what we might see. But before we do that, Let's talk about betonline.ag. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. And because it's basketball season, it's the best place to bet on all your basketball action. It's also the best place to bet on pro and college football. And if you are a new customer right now, you can use the promo code LOCKEDON and get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you go to their new and improved website. It's got a new interface on mobile, got a new interface on your computer. And if you go to that new website, betonline.ag, and put in the promo code LOCKEDON, You'll get a 50% welcome bonus. That means if you're depositing 100 bucks, it magically becomes $150. And then you can bet on the games you love, whether that's basketball, whether that's football, whether that's soccer here and abroad, whether that's combat sports, whether that's the NHL's regular season, uh, whatever it is, you're going to find real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine at Bet Online. So don't wait. Go take advantage of these deals. Head on over to betonline.ag. That's BetOnline, where the game starts. Today's show is also brought to you by Sweatblock. It is the solution you're going to need if you're a heavy perspirer. Look, if 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 being a big time sweater has has upset your life, has ruined a day, has made it has just been something you have to think about. Why not try Sweatblock wipes cuz it could be the solution you need. It's stronger than most clinical antiperspirants and just one use can work up to 7 days. It's so simple. You just rub it on your body where you know you're going to sweat. If you're a heavy perspirer, you already know where that is. Then you wake up, take a shower and go about your day with confidence. So confident that Sweatblock gives you the dry shirt guarantee. If it doesn't keep you dry, Sweatblock's giving your money back. Simple as that. So why not try it and see if it could be a solution for you? Go to sweatblock.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON. You'll get 20% off your order. That's sweatblock.com. And the promo code is LOCKEDON. It's also available at Amazon as well as CVS. Still a pass first point guard. Still Mike Richmond. Still listening to Locked on Blazers. We talked about Dame's bounce back and a little change in strategy in the third quarter. We talked about a better defensive effort in the second half that that helped the Blazers make turn this game into a route. But I thought the route really happened. You know, that third quarter was special. Up, you know, they they, they take a six point deficit and turn it into a ten point lead, and then they just slammed the door shut in the first six and a half minutes of the fourth quarter. And they did almost all of that damage with a, with that bench group of of CJ and Anthony Simons and Dennis Smith jr. Who had a nice little game, um, uh, along with Cody Zeller and Larry Nance jr. I thought this was, um, a really nice night from Cody and Larry. Um, Cody has Cody Zeller finished with 10 and seven. Larry Nance jr. Uh, finished with eight points, five boards, uh, 
Larry Nance was a plus 18 in this game. Uh, he didn't play at the very end, but he was on the court during the game-changing run. Um, p- plus 18 in a game that the team was plus 20 is mostly meaningless. The Blazers as a as a group were plus 20. Um, so uh, it, it, that number's not meaningful, but I do think this was Larry Nance Jr.'s first impactful game as a Blazer. Um uh, and he he spoke to the media afterwards. Uh, like I said, the, the it's like guys come out. You don't get to go talk to people. They come to, they come to the podium. So he got a podium game uh, or a lectern. I guess it's a table. Honestly, it's a table with a microphone. He came out to the table, um, but he, uh, you know, he, I asked him kind of like you know what he what he thought and about his game, and he was kind of like it, it felt good to go hunt for twos, and I thought that was interesting because a lot of his points early in the first. Uh, three games he'd just been finding spot up three pointers like that's the only way he could that's the only way he could figure out the puzzle and so he was like today I was gonna I was committed to go hunt two pointers and the way I tried to do that was cut back door and he was really working the baseline you know he would he would spread out spread out to the corner when the ball would come he would kind of uh, move from the the corner of the three-point line to the dunker spot which is like the the low block under the rim and he, he worked the baseline really well um and he he mentioned and I thought this was a good point that this is his fourth game in a Trailblazers uniform. And that p- part of this whole thing is that he's trying, he is trying to figure out where he fits and where he can get his offense. You know, him and Cody are new together. They're brand new. They're playing on a team with Dennis Smith Jr., who's brand new. And they're playing on a team with Anthony Simons. They're playing in a, a unit with Anthony Simons, a bunch of minutes where where he is uh where he is trying to taking on a new role. Plus the incumbent guys like Damon CJ are pl- trying to figure out a new offense where they're maybe not on the ball and maybe not as comfortable as much, like trying to do new things. So it, not only are you trying to figure out where, like where the stars can get theirs, right? Like the team is trying to unlock Dame. You're trying to unlock the, the you got to figure that part out to figure out uh Larry Nance jr. And in fact, pregame, uh, I asked John C. Billups, like how, how do you think you could like better, um, better utilize Larry because I'm been consistent as a big believer in Larry Nance and he just hasn't been very good in in the first three games he wasn't good he was um as as a listener pointed out in the mailbag like in kind of invisible and I think that's pretty damning for like a hustle energy guy right it's like I didn't notice him and not noticing him is a big deal right so I was I asked Chauncey Phillips like how do you get him going and he kind of looked at me like what like the person I want to get going is Damian Lillard. Like our best player needs to get going, dude. What? <laughs> and he wasn't mad or whatever, but he was just like, that's, he's like, he was like, it's, it, it, you know, it's got to start at the top. We need to get Dame going. And I, I said, you know, do you think that'll grease the wheel? And he said, absolutely. I think everyone, once you get your best player going, the whole, everyone can feed off that. They'll be confident that the offense kind of unlocks because of, of the attention and all that, that, that the best player will get, that a star will get. And then everyone else can kind of, once you get, figure out how you're going to get your best player going, figure out where his offense comes, then the, the sort of your spots become clear. And I don't think that's exactly what happened because Dame didn't even really get going. He just played like, again, he played like a pretty good third quarter. Uh, The bar was low that a pretty good third quarter felt really good, but like 
that's what it was. But then I thought Nance really, really played well off of that. He played with good energy in the, in the first half, but his third quarter into the fourth quarter shift was, um, was part of a 20 to four run to open the fourth quarter that ended the game. It turned, uh, it, it turned a 10 point Blazers lead into a 26 point lead and it was over. Both teams emptied the bench. Memphis said, cool, we've been on the West coast for too long time to go home. Like, uh, this was, and Nance was a big part of that. Zeller was a big part of that. They're just making winning plays. But I think it was mostly a reminder. Like, it was mostly a reminder how early we are in this. Um, and I think there is a tendency, and, I, and I'm certainly involved in this. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm part of the problem, and I'm hoping to be part of the solution, is that every, every one of these games, it's like time to make conclusions. And yeah, like this is a daily podcast. I'm going to, I'm going to conclude some stuff. That's how it's going to work here. But like, there's, there's a necessity to be patient with this team. Um, you know, not after a 30 point loss to the Clippers, you could say that sucked. You could call it what it is, but like, um, even after the Kings game, I was trying to preach patience, but it still felt like they didn't look good. And I, the, the Suns game, it felt like they just made a kajillion three pointers and it, it worked out for them. And then, and then it's like, so they've played one, one, you know, really one game where they dominated, but maybe weren't perfect. One game where they lost, where they were, were, you know, like objectively not good. And then they get absolutely drubbed and you enter game four and it's kind of like, you know, you're, you're really grasping for answers. And I'm, I'm one of those people trying to grasp for answers, trying to help us all kind of connect the dots. But I think Nance's game today was a reminder of kind of this, this is still, uh, this is still kind of a lump of clay. Like it hasn't been there. It's not defined yet. And a guy like Larry is smart enough to figure out how it works. And I think I'll, I'll stay with the puzzle analogy here. Like, I think figuring out how the big pieces fit. Okay, here's how Dame and CJ are going to work. And then here's how Ant is going to get his offense. And Ant has 17 tonight. He's been really steady and really good. Um, about as good as you could ask for as, as a bench player. As Damian Lord said in regards to Anthony Simon, it's time. This is his fourth year. It's time. Well, it's time and he's seizing it through four games. Like he's been dependable, reliable, and steadying. So now you're sort of checking some boxes. You know what you're going to get from, you're hoping that you know, maybe not what you're going to get, but how you're going to get it from Dame, right? You know what you're going to get and how you're going to get it from CJ. You know when when uh, Ant's on the court, you know, he's going to run pick and rolls. He's going to dribble into threes. And and once you kind of get those things defined, once you figure out where where the the majority of the offense comes from, where the high usage guys fit, then the low usage guys can fit in. Uh, Cody Zeller has been able to fit in fine because he's just playing hard. I think Larry Nance Jr., who's maybe um, he's he's just had trouble for whatever reason. He's had more trouble kind of figuring out where where he fits in the puzzle. Um, the biggest pieces or the or the, the sort of the the border is is the Dame CJ Ant trio like your high usage guys, then it's, then it's like Yusuf Nurkic and Norman Powell, right? Like your other sort of, I don't know what they'd be. Uh, I guess they're, you're like, um, your obvious bright detail spots within your puzzle. And then you kind of, uh, get the background, get your sort of broad colors in. And those broad colors is what completes the picture, but you kind of got to figure out everything else first. And, uh, I really landed, landed this puzzle analogy better than I thought y'all. I'm, I'm proud of myself, but you like, you figure out those, you figure out sort of those last pieces. And I think Larry Nance Jr. sort of part of those last pieces and tonight he you know he said I was going to hunt out two pointers he was effective at the rim got some dunks lost the ball twice in the paint once just he got stripped and another time he just straight up um, straight up lost it but 
even on those plays where he's losing the ball, he's being aggressive. He's being, he's finding, you know, those cracks that he can, he can exploit. And the ball, when the ball pings around and moves around more, he can be more effective. They, you know, they kind of went away from the your turn, my turn stuff with that second unit that closed the game or, or kind of ended the game rather. And the ball moved a little bit more. It looked like um, the sort of Billups platonic ideal of basketball and Nance and, and CJ were able to carry that bad boy home and finish it off. Like, um, here's an example. Every Simons had one, had one bucket in the second half. And it's when they hit the ball ahead, Larry Nance sprinted, caught it at the elbow. The defense is scrambled and he throws an easy pitch back to Ant. And he steps into a three cash. Like, that's where you fit in. You run the floor hard and, and and make it happen. It's not all that simple. Everyone's got to sort of figure out where they do it. But I thought, you know, Nance is a, is a really promising part. His size, his defensive intensity, his his playmaking, um, his the, the athleticism, all of that. Like he's, he, to me, he's a really really key piece to figure out where he fits. And I thought tonight, Wednesday against uh, against. A, a, a good and big Memphis team, a team that plays typically pretty big, Nance kind of figured out where he's going to fit. And I think that's that's crucial for going forward. That's what we learned. The Blazers can't play again on Friday night to play the Clippers. Um, call it revenge or call it just a scheduling quirk. A team that crushed them on 30 in LA has to travel to Portland on, on Friday. Uh, the Clippers just lost to the Cavs. Rut row. Um, so they're going to need to bounce. Now they are the team in need of bouncing back. So Friday, Friday, Friday should be fascinating for how they use Dame. Um, how, how can they respond to the uh, Clippers offense that absolutely shredded them? Can they not turn the ball over 30 times? And can they continue to get this um, kind of unlock the role players and figure out where guys like Zeller and Nance are going to fit in to make this team as potent as they can be? Uh, it should be a lot of fun. Also, Friday show. Uh, this is Thursday show. If you're listening to this, is this is coming out uh, Thursday, October 28th. Uh, Friday show. That's October 29th. Is going to be an interview with Jason Quick of the Athletic. He's joining the show, so do not miss it. Nobody's covering the team longer or better than Jason. Uh, good friend of mine, a good friend of the show. You will want to hear that one. So make sure if you want to, if you want to listen to the best Blazers reporter that there is on a podcast, that you are coming back to the show your feed or on the YouTube channel for Friday's show. That's October 29th. Uh, Jason Quick will be joining me. I'm excited. Hope you are too. Do me a favor. Go subscribe to the YouTube channel. We're going to get it to a thousand by Halloween. You're going to help because you're listening to my voice right now and you're going to go to YouTube and you're going to subscribe if you haven't already. And I'll be thankful for it. I honestly will. Tell your friends about this podcast. Tell them they can get it wherever they already get podcasts as well as YouTube. Just search Lockdown Blazers. will be there waiting for you. Appreciate you listening. Talk to you soon.